Welcome back to the Frizz and the Bruce podcast with your hosts, Prudo and D. What it do? We are back another Monday, another episode of Frizz in the Grizz. D, what's good? Lord have mercy. What a Monday, but amen. Everything is good over here. I'm happy. It is the evening. Whew, what a time to be alive, man. How's everything going with you up north? Good. Hey, uh, have you heard of, have you heard of Chat GPT? <laughs> yeah, I work with uh I, essentially my company is like a partner with Google. Okay. Uh, so I like to tell people that I work for Google, it's cool. Um, but yeah, I've heard about this whole like AI technology that's like potentially taking over the world right now. <laughs> so I in prep for the show, I thought it would be funny to maybe like get chat gpt to write me a intro for the podcast and it was so bad i, I had to scrap it but next week maybe <laughs> i'll just say say screw it and just read off what it tells me as like the intro so yeah you could do that too um i've heard so because again we work essentially like hand in hand with google i've heard so many ways that people are using this like people using it for like college acceptance letters people using it for jobs just like to write up a resume Mm. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, I mean, who are we? I guess as like a like the human being to be like, no, you can't do that. You see what I'm saying? But like, the one person that does may have an advantage over the person that doesn't. Mm. So like, it's it's strange, man. We're living in an AI world right now, and eventually, you know, well, when we when we when when Will Smith yelled, "The goddamn robots, John!" <laughs> like he was being <laughs> he's being serious about that. <laughs> Uh, it was, I'll tell you what, it's not going to take our job as podcasters because I asked it for an analysis of the Western Conference and it was very hyped on the Lakers coming off their championship. So I don't, I don't know what it, it was. It was it was thinking we're in the year 2021 or some shit. But uh, hey, hey man, one day what, I, I, we can go down that route again. That's the show today. But go ahead. Yeah, one day. Uh, get us started the right way, though, buddy. Let's get it. Happy fucking Monday. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for watching live. And if you're listening on podcast, we appreciate you as well. Good show today. We're going to do a little NBA stuff to start kind of all over the place sports wise. NBA, probably the first half, back half. NFL, we're going to pro- primarily target free agency stuff. And in particular, the quarterbacks, because I know everyone loves to talk a little quarterback movement. And then we'll wrap up the show with our Music Madness Tournament update. If you are, if this is your first time, you're unaware, but we've been doing a tournament throughout the week with, what is it, D? essentially tv show mute like entrance songs so like the theme song for for a show mm-hmm. so we've had our own like march madness style tournament and the listener you at home watching live or on podcast are the ones deciding who advances so we had great uh participation and we really appreciate it so we'll reveal the updated tournament in a little bit uh anything else before we get them going no, I think we're going to lead through this, power through it sports-wise. And for those that are watching, it'll lead you all the way up to some GBA action. So stick around. All right, so the first NBA topic is one that you texted me, I think, midweek last week about. And uh, it's John Morant. And mm. the story since then has really taken off. You know, you texted me, I think, after what incident happened when you texted me. Do you remember? I think the first one was the incident with the 19-year-old. Uh, yeah. The fight at, uh, I think, at the basketball gym. Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, at some type of basketball court. 
yeah, so you texted me after that one, and since then there's been more more incidences over the weekend. So I think the the best way to start the story is kind of to give some background because my, not everyone's familiar with all the details. I think the best way to approach this is chronologically as far as how we learned about the information because we learned about things out of order. So the first incident, I think it happened about a month ago. Uh, the Grizzlies pay, played the Pacers in Indianapolis. Uh, there was a chippy game. They're leaving the game, and John Morant and you know uh, some of his some of his guys get in a car, and they're right by the Pacers team bus. The Pacers players and staff say that there was a red laser pointer pointed into the mm-hmm. into the bus. They could not confirm it was a gun, but they kind of felt like it, it could have been like a gun pointer. One of them actually said it. One of them said it's. A, I can't remember if it was a staff member, a training staff, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But they said, quote unquote, obviously off, but on the record, uh, he has a gun. Yeah, like that, that fearful of the situation, and the reason why they didn't report, like to police or anything like that, is because they were fearful of retaliation. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the detail on that. So yeah, that's the first incident, which you know, I kind of see it like you know, whatever. Like I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but you you can have a blemish. Uh, then we find out last week, I think midweek, basically John Morant has this 19 year old kid over to play some pickup hoop. Uh, and from what I've heard, basically, uh, John Morant tosses the ball or put, you know, put throws the ball to kid hard, like a hard mm-hmm. check. Kid takes that as disrespect and check hard checks it back. You know, John Morant said it hit him in the head. He threw it in his head. The kid says it went through Jaw's hands. It hit him in the head. Either way, the ball hits Jaw in the head. Uh, Jaw does not appreciate that. The kid apparently takes a step at Jaw. Doesn't throw any fists. Jaw takes that as you you're ready to throw down. Jaw hits the kid. Jaw's buddies there also hits the kid. Disagreement on how many throw punches were actually thrown. But this is the part that gets bad. Apparently after that incident, Jaw goes inside, comes back outside with the tool. You know, by the tool, I mean the gun. Yep. Not out pointing at the kid, but, but in, his, in, his, in his waist visible, like showing him that he, he ain't playing around. All right. Now we're starting to see a pattern. Now the oh, NBA is getting worried. Two. Yeah. That's when so everyone that, started talking okay, yeah, about. Go ahead, go ahead. No, that's that, that's the one that I about. sent to mm-hmm. you. Not I knew about, and I'm glad you mentioned the chronological order for it. I knew about the training staff thing, but like you said, not to like sweep it under the rug. But it was like, all right, like it happened. We can move on, maybe. We can, yeah. We can we confirm? No, but did it happen? Yes. So like, let's let's hope that like it's not as bad as it was. And then literally the the with the kid. I just sent it to you. You got to be fucking kidding me. Like knowing what happened leading up to it, this story comes out and then, you know, wrap us up with the last one. Unfortunately, there's actually another one. I don't know if you're aware of, I didn't know that there's another one. I know about the three. I know about the training. I know about the kid and I know about the Instagram. There's another one uh, that happened in the past. I guess, uh, Jaws mom's out shopping, shoe shopping at a mall in Memphis. Uh, she gets into a disagreement with somebody at the mall, one of the employees, she calls Jaw. Jaw shows up with his with his boys. They roll about nine deep. Um, you know, Jaw's getting getting wordy with the guy at the store. The security, like, hey, can you just leave? Like, we don't we don't want this here. They get into an argument. Jaw shoves the security guy. His partners might be strapped at that point. The security guy calls the cops. Jaw and his boys leave. There's not really anything happened in there. And then finally, over the after all of this has happened, after all of this nonsense, over the weekend. For no reason at all, he's at a strip club, I believe, um, and there's just he's on Instagram Live, so he's putting it out for the world, shirtless, just, with uh, showing the tool at the club. 
And I'll let you start with like the overall of this, but I have some thoughts and I've heard some really good opinions on this. I wanted to hear like unadulterated, like where you're at. So I, you know, you, you speak offline, you speak chat wise with your boys and whatnot. The, the first phrase that came to mind was disappointed. The kid has the world on his shoulders. And we just talked about, you know, the number two pick having potentially the better lifestyle than the number one because they don't have the expectations. It was him and Zion, right? And essentially with him doing what he's done on the basketball court, Granted, I know they talk in Memphis about them being a dynasty and whatnot. Jokes aside, he is a special talent. And to see this type of stuff happening, to surround yourself in that type of with that type of crew, it's disappointing knowing that there are people that have come out saying that he wasn't like this. Now, I know there are people that are out there, part of my friend's group that will say, you know, your circumstances will change you. The Memphis lifestyle will change you. There, there are pros online that have said this happens in Memphis. I get that part, but you have enough money to not be around that stuff. And what he's essentially doing is not only like rewriting like how his career path may go, but like this, this shit's not going to go away. Like I knew about the three, three strikes and you're out. And now you're saying there's a fourth incident that like may not even be like full mainstream. All it takes, and I'm glad that he went out there and he apologized. He's owning up. He's taking accountability. All it takes for one more incident to happen, and his life is literally ruined when it comes to not just basketball, but, like, his life. And, like, that's just a lot to be a basketball player at the age of less than 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like to listen to a lot of podcasters. One of my favorites, Bomani Jones. I think mm-hmm. he's he is very interesting. He has a different perspective than a lot of people that approach these things. And... One his his viewpoint was very interesting, and it's that he's not so much worried about Ja hurting someone else with a gun or Ja ruining his reputation or his career. He's worried that it's Memphis, man. Like if you know anything about Memphis, like they don't play mm-hmm. games in Memphis, and Ja thinks this is a game, right? And he's gonna f- run to the wrong person who ain't about that life. Right, who doesn't have anything mm-hmm. to lose? That man does gonna get, not care. That, that man's going to get basketball. killed. Like, yeah. And I, he's like, I don't want to be hyperbolic, and I think it is a little hyperbolic. But I think there's a point to the matter that play stupid games, right? Win stupid prizes. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to be about this lifestyle, there's a lot of people that don't have a choice that live that lifestyle, and they end up dead. And Ja, you have a choice, man. Like, you're a phenomenal athlete. We love watching you play. You want to per like portray this lifestyle there's downfalls like serious downfalls not just getting in trouble with the law but man like your life could also be at jeopardy doing this type of stuff and for what right for what because you there's so much more you could be doing so we talked about you know a, a couple a couple months ago on the unfortunate passing of takeoff right migos um essentially the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people they were just playing craps. I'm pretty sure they were just playing, you know, gambling games or whatnot. One person that like just wasn't caring about them being one of the biggest hip hop artists like in the world was just like, you're on my turf. You're in my area. Like, welcome to my zone. And we saw the life taken of, again, one of the biggest trio hip hop artist groups 
in the history of music like this. And it's like, that's all it takes. And I like, again, this isn't like a, a message to like a PSA to like the younger generation, but like, this is essentially like how bad shit happens when you just surround yourself around bad shit. And like, I get it, man. Like I'm the African-American, like, I, like you, it's, you're just part of that lifestyle. And this isn't even to joke about it, but was Marcus Saul living this type of shit? No. You see what I'm saying? Like, like there's, it's not just because you're in Memphis, you have to be about it. You, you just, you're looking for it. You're looking for it and you, you want to be a part of it. Like you said, Jaws playing it almost like it's a game. I don't want to speak on the man's name. Like, I don't know that, but like, if that's how he's going about this, like you said with Bamani, like something's going to happen and it might not be him directly, but somebody in his life will be affected by his, his choices in his, in his, I would say decision-making that he's doing. Yeah. And like necessarily you don't have to be like that in Memphis. If you don't know of anything about Memphis history, they have one of the baddest MFers in the league ever in Zebo, Zach Randolph. Yeah. And he was, Zebo was legit like from that life about that life, but he Mm -hmm. got there and he realized he, he wasn't doing crazy shit off the court. Like obviously he had his, he had, there were some things with him, but like he knew where the line was and he cleaned his shit up. Um, so I guess my point is, you know, you can be in that situation, you can be in that environment, but you can also be smart about it. Right. And I will say, you know, one thing that I did find not comforting, but I, I found that like us as a general public have grown and matured is like when Alan Iverson had shit back in the day, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like David Stern came Fresh down on him hard yep. and you probably saw every sports center anchor calling him a thug and all this stuff. I, you know, with John Morant, people look at him and instead of being like, oh, this dude's a thug, a loser, they're like, we, we care about you as a person and we want you to like just smarten up because we, it's almost like a little brother, like, come on, man, like you got to do better. Like it's not trying to put him down. People like, I think the general public just wants to hit better for him, right? Because we all want to see him succeed. There's, and I, I hate to talk about it being green, but like, that's essentially what it is. There's so much money involved with it. That's a part of the main reason, meaning there are people that, like you said, OG, OGs, right, in the league that are saying you have the ability to create generational wealth for the Morant name for a very long time. Like, you can't let something like this derail that. You made it, right? And I I, I, I said it off air with, you know, with my friend groups, like, when someone like this makes it, the whole crew makes it, right? Like, there are people in my in, in my you know, friend circle that they did something with their life and it helped everybody because you turned out better than what we were all expected to be. The narrative of what you're supposed to be being a young black kid from the inner city, right? And like he made it out. He made it out and he made it to a number two draft pick. He made it from a number two draft pick to get incredible amounts of sponsors, like shoe deals, shit tons of money to not just take care of John Morant, but to take care of John Morant's kids, mm-hmm. mom and dad, his grandparents, if they're still here, their kids, kids, their kids, 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 kids. Like, you you, you may not... It, it, I don't know about the guy, right? I don't know him personally. Right. You may not have wanted the leader role, but you got it. You got it when you, when you were drafted into the NBA and the Morant name literally falls on you. If you if you drop the bag with this one, like you, it's it's tough. Like he may not have wanted that responsibility, but like he got it. He got yeah. it because he's a phenomenal athlete, 
And I'm not even going the like role model route. I don't care. Athletes aren't fucking role models, right? I'm not, I don't care about that part. It's the family part. And it's like you, he has the ability to literally take care of that side, that family for the rest of their lives, their, their upbringings, lives, and so on and so forth. This is why he's just got to, he owned up to it. He's got to, he's got to get out of it as best as he can to be as safe as he can. And we'll see if, you know, he actually learns from it as opposed to just taking accountability. Yeah. I'm kind of curious if the circumstances around John Morant's rise has kind of attributed to this and hear me out on this, right? As far as how he came onto the scene, right? He went to Murray State, very, Mm -hmm. very small college as far as the grand scheme of things. Didn't really emerge until his, his, I don't know if it was sophomore or junior year when he got drafted, but either way, my point is like he emerged on the scene very late. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're like a Zion when you're being followed from 15 years old, 16 years old, there's some sort of like polishing that goes along down the right lines, right? Like you almost get trained. You see those guys come to the NFL and they become robots over years. You know, they, they mm-hmm. do media training, all that shit. And I just feel like maybe it's a product of he came out so late onto the scene where he didn't have that support system to start from day one, like as a, a highly touted prospect. You know, he comes in the league very unpolished, gets a shit ton of money, gets a lot of fame. And it's just a lot at once, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then also that that just that Memphis team, like who on that Memphis team do you look at? It's like, oh, that's my veteran leader who's gonna teach me the way. Because there's nothing there except for young kids. Like maybe the oldest player I can think of is Kyle Anderson, right? And that's not a dude who's gonna tell John Morant what to do, right? Exactly. And it's I mean, it's a good point. Not to say that every team needs a veteran leader because there are teams that create their own leadership. Look at the Golden State Warriors. Right. Like there was really no veteran there. They all just became the guys. Um, and that's that's what could be formulating in Memphis. I would the, say, the, though, we're going to say we go with the state like Steph Curry is the product of an NBA player. So like he knows about what it takes, like that lifestyle you got to live. You know what I mean? There's, OK, yeah. The, fair point. Fair point. Because I was gonna, I thought you were saying like the leadership in front of him I was like Monte didn't teach him shit. Right. Like he <laughs> Monte Ellis didn't even nah. want him on the fucking team. Uh, I guess you can say Iggy, but like we all knew that like that was a that was a collective group and coaching compared to a veteran leader that got him over the hump. Uh, but again, I he he owned up to it. He's taking he's taking accountability. I just want to see him grow as a person from here, and he's got a lot of eyes on him. So like his, every move that he makes is essentially going to be like microscope like looked into. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's just gotta you know. Ride the wave, and hopefully it rides the wave to a lot of success in the NBA. Yeah, and just to put a bow on it, um, I guess the statement's like he's taken a couple games away to kind of reset whatever mm-hmm. and get like help, whatever he needs to get done. He's not suspended. He's just taken some games away. And when they asked the coach about the situation, he said there's no timetable. So I'm I'm curious where this ends up. You know, originally it was two two games. Two games. Yeah. Could this be something that stretches out a week, two weeks? Because like, if we're being honest, you know, if you're the Memphis Grizzlies, your best interest is John Morant, like to make sure that he's doing the right things. Do you want to rush this thing and just to get him back where he doesn't change and you know you're in the same situation you are now? Uh, months from now or do you take the time to really make sure the guy's guy's good and right and because it's weird because you got to balance right like you want him long term to be safe and doing the right stuff but also you're the two seed and you're getting chased Mm -hmm. down by the king so i don't know how they play it i don't know how you would play it 
but it's interesting. It's a tough one. Um, you have to toe the line of being an organization that's looking to win and put the best five out there to get wins. But you also don't want to a rush this and then you get the PR backlash, which is, yo, man, like, did he even learn from it? And like, what's worse? Right. So like I it's not a position or a job that I would want. You know, if you look at what they have going on in the next couple of weeks, at least the next week, L.A., Golden State, Dallas, Dallas, Miami, and then they get a break around San Antonio. That's not an easy next couple of games, right? So, like, is two games going to be it? We don't know. Is three, four games going to be it? No, but you can see a significant change. We were just talking off air, and we'll, we'll do it again later. There's, there's a three-game difference between seed five and seed 12. So, like, you could lose a lot of ground just from him not being there, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, we just wish him the best. You know, he's, he's a fun Absolutely. watch, and hopefully, you know, He's in the league for a long time doing some of the crazy athletic shit he's been doing. So as far as like actual NBA action, we haven't really talked good NBA for two weeks, maybe more. Uh, last week did the kind of the tankathon preview and check that out. That was interesting. We kind of examined some of the worst teams and, you know, what they have to look forward to in the draft. That was, I thought that was a good, a good episode, but as far as good teams, we kind of wanted to talk about the biggest movers since we talked last. So teams that either fell from grace that were high in the standings teams that are plummeting up this or, you know, charging up the standings. We have a list of teams D uh, I'll let you decide what team interests you the most, where you want to start and we can go from there. Uh, just because they're usually, you know, the laughing stock of the league, but there's also the opposite of when, the Knicks and the Lakers are right. The NBA is right. So I'm going to go with the Knicks. Um, I think they're on a incredible run right now. I think you said it was nine in a row, something like that. Yeah. Um, and a bigger part to it, too, I heard it earlier today, they're undefeated since acquiring Josh Hart. Now, I know what Josh Hart did when he was in L.A. Like He was a solid, solid bench player. And we are seeing Jalen Brunson sh- like prove why he's either a an NBA All Star or at least an All NBA type player, maybe second third team. Uh, but he's living up to that contract. And Julius Randle is doing you know things that we typically don't see him do, hitting game winning shots. You're like he's playing out of his ass right now. And the team is coming together. You know, quickly is a great pickup. Obviously, like we see um, the benefits of how they're able to just keep chugging along. Big win against the Celtics, and again, like they're moving up. They they made some moves, and they're moving up. So we're they're, they're reaping the benefits from it, especially in the lulls of the mid NBA season. But like it's 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 kind of past that now. It was usually like two weeks leading up to the All Star game, and we're now two weeks past the All Star game, and they're letting this train fucking run. So like they're they're moving in the the right direction. Yeah, they're actually seventh right now in net rating. Uh, which is a really good indicator of how good you actually are, you know, offense compared to defense. Mm-hmm. Nine game winning streak. I think the craziest thing is with the Brunson thing. I think all of the NBA community kind of laughed at that contract collectively. Mm-hmm. It's like, what was it four for a hundred or three for a hundred or something like I'm that? I'm not going to correct you on that one. <laughs> I'll look up. I think it was maybe three, four for for one one twenty. But he's turned out to be everything that they want him to be. Borderline All Star this year probably deserved to be in the game. The one thing that I'm worried about them is they they seem like a really good regular season team. Um, they have a lot of good, very good pieces. So they have like a lot of very good pieces. 
However, they don't have that one guy you can kind of lean on in, in the playoffs, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what you've always looked for as in a championship contender. I don't want to jinx the, the Knicks because they've they've really put it together, but they almost feel like the Knicks of... What was what was it? 2021? Mellow, um, Mello Stoudemire Knicks? No, 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 no. When they won that one game in MSG and like paraded in the streets and then lost four straight to the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. I'm not a Knicks fan. Oh, that, that was like hilarious. 2021. Um, yeah, they won. They they won their first game at home. The the streets were wild. Knicks fans were loving it, and then they lost four straight to the Hawks and got swept mm. out of the playoffs after that. But it kind of feels like that where there's excitement, but. They might be kind of like a paper tiger, you know, where they look good on paper and their 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 ratings are good, but when they get to the crunch time, the playoffs is not so hot. I I can't I can't say that I agree with that, and I know the the Knicks fans are gonna obviously love it that we're talking about them right now. The reason why, and I know you can't always talk about you know past experiences, but Jalen Brunson's a winner. I feel like he might be thinking that the Knicks don't have the dominant all-NBA player. You're right, they don't. But that kid Brunson knows what it's like to be a championship like contender. Like he played championship ball at Villanova. Like he made the 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 Mavs if if they didn't have Luca, like he made them relevant for him to get that you know that type of check. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he kept them along. Like he, he wasn't the star that Luca needed. Obviously he needed somebody else, but like he's formed into that type of player. I don't think he's a a one, but he's definitely like a B one, like right on the cusp of a A and B like a and B area. And I think he has the ability granted. It's tough to bring a team to a championship or, or whatnot, uh, being a point guard, unless you're Steph Curry, I feel like, but I feel like if he keeps doing what he's doing, matchup wise they they could they could get to that second third second round area and then like then it's just like how who's playing the best at that mm-hmm. time frame really doesn't matter who's the better team is who's playing the best yeah even uh the other night i think they played the celtics without uh without them and they they still looked great uh quigley has been great when he's got got chances they're just a very deep team and you know one interesting thing if you don't know him following the knicks is you know, historically, we think of Tom Thibodeau as like this defensive grinder of a coach, very methodical, slow offense, grinding on defense. They're actually fourth right now in offensive rating, the New York Knicks. So on paper, statistically, they are very efficient offensively, uh, making Jimmy the most Butler's of every- punching air right now because of you just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can talk about those heat afterwards. I mean, they're not part of... Uh, this discussion, but if Percival wants some more, you know, p- pain in the chat, uh, we can talk the heat. Uh, but yeah, no, this this Knicks team has been really good offensively, defense middle of the pack, um, and you know they just got Mitchell Robinson back. He's he's back Huge. and healthy, and he's he's going to help them defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as far as the Eastern Conference is concerned, probably could could they be the third best team right now? Is that crazy to say? In the East, no, I'm still taking Philly, Philly over them. And, and well, okay, and Milwaukee. Yeah, I was thinking Boston, Milwaukee are the class of their own at the top. Mm-hmm. Philly, I don't know how I feel about them. They're here or there. Uh, you know, it's but they're it's, still getting it together, man. Yeah, they, they they are still. I know they're not part of our movers talk, um, but they kind of just got looped into it. They're doing their job. They're being the Philadelphia 76ers, which is a good regular season team. But I still wouldn't put. I mean, I maybe Cleveland and New York are interchangeable, but I would say the first group is Milwaukee, Boston. Second group is Philly in itself, 
and then you have everybody else, which is uh, New York, Cleveland, and Brooklyn. Yeah, and just to, just to like cap this conversation about the Knicks, if the playoffs started today, the, the first round series would be phenomenal. Four or five. You'd have Nick and, oh, yep, the yep. Knicks and the Cavs, which like they've quoted it as the Donovan Mitchell Bowl because it was the two teams that wanted Donovan Mitchell going into the uh, into his trade one. demand. Yeah. Or yeah, his getting him getting shipped off. That'd be fun. Um, not that I mean, I'm not gonna put Brunson up there again. One last thing, and we move on. Yeah, um, Brunson isn't the Donovan Mitchell type. No, but he's doing a pretty damn good job. So like, I don't think they lost on it by any means uh, in that deal. Yeah, and I'm curious if you could, when I look up the or start talking about the next team, if you could look up that Jalen Brunson contract, because I'm curious. Yeah, I, I, I threw out like seven numbers. One of them has to be right. Just throw them all at the wall. One of them will stick. Um, one team that I was I was really interested in is is the Clippers because it's a team that a lot of people coming into the year had them as their title favorites or at least coming out of the West. It was the the sexy pick. And can we just be done with the Clippers just as a general thing? Because I can't tell you how many times I hear the Clippers are they going to be the Western Conference champions and Kawhi is going to be back and healthy and Paul George is going to be back and healthy and they have such a deep team. And every year, the same thing happens. Those two guys sit out half the games. They suck in the regular season. Everyone just assumes that they'll put it together for the playoffs, and it never happens. So let's put it to bed. They're they're showing their true colors again. They're sliding down the standings. I don't want to be the do the popular thing and do the shit on Russell Westbrook train, but since they've acquired him, they've won one game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah, that's, that's anything, but... <laughs> it's something, and it's not. it's not always Russell's fault. This isn't an everybody hates Chris moment. Like, not everybody hates Russ. It's just he is a tough fit. And Paul George wanted him in in L.A. like he wasn't already there. Uh, but he wanted him in a Clippers uniform. And there were so many people that were like, no, like, I'm sorry, but, like, take what you have because he's not going to make you better. And the proof is literally in the pudding. Uh, granted, they got their dub. I think they just beat uh, offhand the Grizzlies without Ja. Yes. So, like, like I get it, right? Like, they got the win, but, like, one in five since the acquiring of of Westbrook. And that's not that's not the area that you want. More importantly, like you said, it's, it's the injuries. And Kawhi is, again, still to play two games, sit two games. Paul George, here and there with missing time and, and being available. On paper, are they a great team? Yes. In a video game, are they a phenomenal team? Yes. Actual basketball right now? No. I, I understand they got the coaching pedigree. They got previous champions. This team is done. Stick a fork in them. I, I just wouldn't trust them come playoff time because you just don't know who's going to be playing. And like you said, there's just no switch that you can flip. Nobody is LeBron James, right? Like there's a few people that can do that. Clippers mm-hmm. don't have that guy, unfortunately. Yeah, what, what really drives me crazy about the Clippers is – uh, getting Ru- so here's the thing, getting Russell Westbrook at a minimum contract is absolutely nothing wrong with that because you know what if you're not if he if he doesn't work out you just don't play him and if mm-hmm. if you want to get rid of him you, you give him whatever a million dollars I don't know what the buyout would be but it doesn't really hurt you right so when they got him I'm like you know whatever it's not a big deal they added another body great but he's playing 34 I'm looking at the box score from last night when they won the game. He played 34 minutes. He's starting. And that's where the problem is because you're doing the Lakers thing that didn't work all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and before he came in, I believe they were giving uh, Trey Mann heavy minutes and he was doing a pretty good job in like a pseudo point guard role. He played 18 minutes last night. Uh, you traded for Bones Highland, who was like a decent, you know, 
punch, like a punch of energy off the bench in Denver, coaches DNP. So like you have these other guys available and you trade for Eric Gordon. Well, Eric Gordon got 33, 33 minutes last night. It's good. But my point is you traded for other people. You had guys in your roster who were better fits for you in point guard wise. Take their minutes away and give it to Russell Westbrook, who isn't really a great fit for you. It's it's tough. And I try to explain this to people because what most people do, and I won't lie to you, like I, I do it when it comes to Westbrook, is you look at the stats, right? You look at the men don't lie, women don't women, men, women lie, numbers don't. It's the timeliness of the decision-making that kills Russell Westbrook. And I can't remember which game it was, but I think it was two games ago with them where it was like a tie game where they were down to somebody made an easy pass, chest pass to him, went through his hands out of bounds. It's like, that's the turnover that you're expecting. You're like, well, he got 15 assists, like, but he got seven turnovers. And the seventh turnover was the one that broke the camel's back. So like, it's, it's, it's his timely decisions that cost you and i try to tell people that like well he's got the highest field goal percentage he's ever had it's like right because he'll start off five for five and then in the third and fourth quarter he'll go oh for five so it looks like he shot 50 percent, but during game time that's when like you need him to perform and something happens and it's essentially doing the same thing you know with the clippers right now where it's untimely misses we have draymond green we also saw the, saw the video Literally, you're you're, you're dropping off. Um, yeah, dropping yeah. Off. Draymond Green was playing below the like free yeah. throw line. Like that's two free throws in the '90s for illegal defense. And they're like, we don't give a shit. Like, just try to shoot the ball because we know you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at you know, I, I we're, we're giving them a hard time, and I I am not a believer in the Clippers because I can't trust in Kawhi. And obviously, your biggest thing, which I like to steal and put using arguments to piss people off, is the best ability. Is availability people fucking hate that? Um, it's an amazing line it because is, it's because so it rhymes. True. I've learned something in life. Your logic doesn't have to make sense if you have something that rhymes. People just will eat it up. Um, Fair enough. But in the in their losing slump, right since acquiring Westbrook, they've had a lot of really tough games and close games. I'm just looking through it. Double overtime. To, though. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're, it's the playoff push. You're going to have tough games. Uh, it's, this is what the back end of the season. I'm I know. Sure is I, the NBA schedules like divisional games. I know they're going to have divisions. tough games. But I guess my point is like maybe not hit the panic button too hard. If this continues for another three games, right? Because they have some easy games coming up. If this continues, um, I think it's time to panic. But right now, we'll, we'll just see how this turns out. Uh Let's do one more, then we could talk on the Lakers. So we had a couple of, of teams. I think the, the last couple are the Suns, Warriors, and Mavs. Uh, I'll let you choose where you want to go with that. I think the the sexy one is the Suns. Um, Good choice with Kevin Durant because uh, you had you had mentioned um, via text, you know how they looked like a completely different team with KD. Obviously, like it's not just about a completely team different team, but it's how other players will perform. I think Booker went off for like forty in a game. Um, that Durant played, and it's like, that's... Uh, okay. No, uh, I think when they played the Mavs, I forget if it was two nights ago they played the Mavs, mm-hmm. but KD and Booker combined for like 74, 75 points. Oh, yeah. That's in- incredible. And to have the point god essentially just delivering the ball in the area where it needs to go, like, hey, man, we all knew that they'd be a, a, you know a really good team, but like... It's, it's, it's trending up. 
is trending up. If KD can stay healthy, that this might be the team out of the West because, you know, I still don't trust. I don't care what anybody says. I don't trust Memphis, especially with the situation. I don't trust Denver. There's just too much history involved with, with the Denver Nuggets, even though they are a better team now. Um, I just don't trust them. So Kevin Durant and them, them Phoenix Suns, they're sneaking up. Yeah, Kev, I've watched, I think, all the games, all the Suns games since KD got there, just because I was curious to see how it would look. Their mid-range game's fantastic. Uh, mm. Kevin Durant looks like he's back. You know, I, He was injured when the trade happened. He looks great. Booker still looks great. I I think that there are some serious question marks as far as could can they come out of the West, right? Um, one the biggest one is being the point guard who you, the aforementioned point guard uh, because I'm trying to look up his his numbers right now, but he's been abysmal uh, recently shooting from the field, and I think the Mavericks actually took a strategy of saying, okay, we're going to make sure that Let him shoot, yeah, pretty much. You know, we we're not going to give him the what Russell Westbrook treatment of sagging to hit the paint, but they were daring him to shoot and he was not coming through for them. So I, I really worry about in the playoffs when you can really work matchups and strategy against other teams, what's he going to do? Um, so just looking through the past three games, right in order four for nine against the Mavericks four for eight versus Chicago and one for eight versus Charlotte. So we got 11, 11 and two points. I know you have KD. I know you have Booker. Aiton's going to get you some points in the roll, but you need more than two points out of Chris Paul if you want to win big series, especially in the Western Conference Finals versus a team that's looked like a juggernaut all year in the Nuggets. So I think there's concerns there. And then I've also heard Winhurst and some other guys on podcasts a bit concerned over their depth. Um, And when you you look at it, when you take a, a dive into their depth, there's not a ton of guys you can really lean on heavily, right? Uh, I, I don't have it in front of me. I'm trying to look at them now. I know, I know they just acquired Terrence Ross. Um, but when they made that trade with the Nets, they really sent out a lot of good depth. Um, and it could come out to come come back to bite them in the ass. So I still I'm having a tough time. Like, do I take the Suns out of the out of the West? Do I still think the Nuggets are the team? I don't, I don't know. It, I do think they're both both teams have weaknesses though. I think just based off of what I say about like how good obviously Kevin Durant is, there will be so much relieved pressure for Chris Paul where he will be third fiddle in the playoffs that you can accept him scoring 10 to 12 points. As long as he's distributing the ball and hitting the the timely shots. Like he he has the ability to still knock down that mid-range. It's not a threat you know, from three as much anymore. But if you're going to play off him, he's going to pull up and shoot it from the free throw line. And he will make that. That is a good shot for him. You talked about the mid range for Phoenix. So especially if you play off him and he goes and pulls up and then people help, he's going to find the open man, right? That's he's, he's that damn good for it. Um, so matchup wise, I guess that that's something to concern when it gets to the playoffs, but he doesn't have Houston Rockets pressure. He doesn't have New Orleans Pelicans pressure. You know, he doesn't have, you know, Los Angeles Clippers pressure where he's the first or second best player on the team and he has to perform. No, he's like third flirt and fourth fiddle when it comes to Durant Booker. Maybe Aiton and Paul are like, um, I would you say you say fourth? Yeah. Well, like there you go right there, where his his points may not matter as much as his decision making attributing to them getting wins. What I'm saying is like, all right, so he's not let's say he's scoring ten points a game in the playoffs. 
the problem is that they can sag off of him and then now help again on KD and Booker, which then it's going to put extra pressure on those guys. And it's going to make it harder for them. So like we we said that with Rondo though, and look, Rondo brought a team to the it's NBA a different finals. NBA though now. Like mm. spacing's everything. Um, and just like the last thing I want to say on the Suns is I'm looking at their roster now, and I want to ask you who outside of the the four starters we mentioned, and I would even say get rid of Paul as far as like a scoring option. So outside of like eight as a run, rim runner runner. Booker and Durant. Like, who do you really count on to, to get you some points? Because I'm looking at the roster, and the best might be Terrence Ross, who they just acquired, as far as getting you some points. And like that's that's a significant fall off. Yeah, absolutely. I also think come playoff time, you can lean heavily on Durant and Booker. Yeah. We ju- we just said in a game. They combined for 70 plus. <laughs> well, I can handle three other guys getting, you know, 10 points each if them two are, are averaging. They're not going to average 70 amongst, but one goes for 25, the other goes for 35, one goes for 40, one goes for 30. They have the ability to do that scoring wise if you can get, you know, 10 plus from eight and who's essentially a, a 15 and 10 guy. He's not really 10 points only. Uh, but I, I I could see them still maneuvering point distribution around where teams aren't going to be like, let's just not let let's get Chris Paul to shoot. They're going to be like, no, I'm still going to pass it to Durant and you're going to have to double team him because he's that damn good. Speaking of Chris Paul, just thinking I just had this thought right now. Original thought in my head mm. is is the biggest loser of the Kevin Durant acquisition, Chris Paul. And hear me out on this. If the the Suns don't win a championship, right? Mm-hmm. And Chris Paul doesn't win again, even with KD. It's a it's a blight on Chris Paul. And if it's they win the championship, KD's likely going to have to carry them, and Chris Paul is going to be this shell of himself, scoring ten points. And it's going to be like, well, they won. Chris Paul won, but he was just getting carried. No, because of his age. If he was, if if he was on the move, searching for rings, I think it would be what you're saying. If he if Chris Paul teamed up with Milwaukee. If Chris Paul went to Boston, if Chris Paul, you know, went to who's an, if he was in Philly as opposed to James Harden, I think that would be more of responsibility if he comes up short compared to there's something about it, man. If you're already there and you bring the talent to you, you're just there for the ride. Dwayne Wade, we don't look back on and say, well, it's only because he had LeBron and we That's had fair. Chris Bosch. Like, no, it was, it was his team. And he came, LeBron came to his team. They won a championship, but like nobody's diminishing I will say Dwayne though, Wade's championship rings because of it. But Dwayne had that ring before the big three. Facts, yeah. But he still had a he got a couple more yeah, after. But the one knock I think that everyone always has on Chris Paul is he has no championships. So like mm-hmm. if he gets one finally, people are still gonna find a way to discredit it because of the additions. And I his, hate mixing sports, but you might get the Jerome Bettis effect. Thank God he finally got one, one for the bus, right? Like we'll everybody was saying as good as Jerome Bettis was, you know, he, he didn't have a championship and then he finally got one. Well, I, I think the Jerome Bettis thing is a great transition away from our NBA movers. That was a good conversation. Let's, let's talk some football, though. All right, so is it even a piano, or am I just doing this and it's not even a fucking piano that's playing? I'm trying to listen. I, yeah. Next time I'll, I'll listen and get you. I feel like it's like something like a guitar or some shit. For anybody that watches, just know that I'm always doing. It. 
it, it might be a piano. I just think it's a it's a piano, like the old Casio type things, the keyboards. And then I'm like, wait a minute, watch it not even. Be. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. All right, cool. I'll I think you got that. Uh, yeah, we want to talk some NFL, particularly. There's there's a lot of stuff we can get into. I wanted to do draft stuff, but like that would have a whole episode in itself. Yeah. So we thought free agency was popping, especially there's been some moves today as of Monday. D, you got a quarterback. Congratulations. <laughs> well, I guess we can start in New Orleans. Um, did we, though? Did we actually? So, like, look, here's, there, here's my thoughts on this. Does Derek Carr move the needle? No, he does not. Does Derek Carr get you what my expectations are? Absolutely. You have the ability to host a playoff game and potentially win, but that's it. And then you're still on the hook of not having a future quarterback. That's where my gripe is, where they're still in that tweener area. Too good to get a good quarterback, too bad to win a championship. It's the worst feeling to have as a fan. And Derek Carr essentially will get them from 7-10 and 10 to 10-6, and 11-6. and 6 win your first round playoff game because you're not going to win the fucking conference. You're going to win the, your division. So you'll win your home playoff game and then you'll get blitzed by, you know, the whoever's going to be the best team, the second best team in the NFC NFC next year. What do you mean by move the needle? Like get you excited? He, he Yes, exactly. Excitement and raise the expectation of the team. If you had to give him a rating of average great above average like some sort of like uh below average some sort of word because i would say above average that's where i was going but i wouldn't go finished. anywhere higher not good above average like he's solid he's solid he's solid actually no he's, he's an okay quarterback what's better to you above average or solid above better solid i think he's solid mm. no no he still makes untimely dumb decisions he's between above average so yeah, whatever. Yeah. We're getting caught up the minutia, but sure. As as far as the Saints go, uh, you know the NFC South's interesting. I, I told you earlier when we were texting, like that that division's a dumpster fire, mm. and there's four teams there looking themselves in the mirror and saying, "What do we? What are we? Right? Do we want to keep trying to do this thing, or do we want to just re- reset the table?" And it's almost like a game of chicken. It felt like where no one was making any moves. Like everyone needs a quarterback. This is a Spider-Man. Meme. Yeah. Oh. Basically, it's like, who's going to go for this thing? And the Saints said, whatever, I'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, so congratulations on being the 2022 Bucks. Mm. Congratulations on that one. They're not even that, man. Like, don't don't even throw Derek Carr in the bad no, my, no, no, like, my talk. I don't mean like that. I mean, like, you're going to win the division. Oh, win the division as the worst and team. Host a playoff the, game yeah. and lose, and no one's going to believe in you. Congrats. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think this is a great signal for... I'm a Bucks fan, so I think this is a good signal for the Bucks to say, yep, let's just tank. Let's just reset the table, wash our hands clean. Uh, I I think it's a I think it's a good move. Hear me out. Uh, the Saints fans have been suffering for many years, and you haven't had a good quarterback in a while. He's not a good quarterback, but he'll he'll bring into the playoffs. And the contract we looked at earlier, I think it was like four years. It looks scary on paper, right? It's like four years, one one fifty. Good God, that's scary. But there. <laughs> But it's kind of like a fake 150. It's not all guaranteed. You can kind of get out of it after the second year, I believe. Yeah, so same thing they did in Vegas. If, if I'm the Saints, I'm I'm signing Derek Carr. Maybe not this year in the draft, depending on how it works out. But draft a quarterback in the second round, third round, right? Maybe late first, and have a developmental guy and be 
okay now, win some games now, make your fan base happy, and then hopefully in two years you can cut Derek Carr, cut bait, and and have a guy, you know, ready in the wings. And I, see, the thing is, I don't hear me out. Like I, I don't, I can't say I dislike the move because I don't. They they needed something between Jameis and Andy last year. Like so they needed bad. something. Can you admit it? Yeah. Can you just admit it now, yeah. please? I can admit that Jameis didn't hit my expectation. Yes. And Andy Dalton didn't wasn't you're, going to do anything. Look, your man, expectation was very was high. Six can and be- one before he tore his ACL. I'm gonna hold on to that, okay? Um, but I digress. I really think if if they're gonna do something, taking a veteran style quarterback is the route to go. But they have to have a backup plan of what they're doing at quarterback. And I've said this for years. I said this as soon as Drew Brees retired. All right, you you finally didn't like you didn't you didn't extend him. You finally got rid of the the goat. You know you got rid of Drew Brees. But you have to have a plan. And as soon as they got Jameis Winston, I got I was pissed right away. I was like, this ain't the plan. He's gonna do what I know he's going to do, which is win the division. Nothing else. They didn't even win the division, right? Like they they didn't win, they didn't win with him. They started off really hot. He got hurt. This year they just didn't do anything. So like they're in the same spot, but they won enough games to not like be looking at a Will Levis, which is on the back end of the the quarterbacks, uh, and Anthony Richardson, which I don't want at all. But like they they don't even have the ability to have that guy because they're picking between like fifteen and twenty. You'd have to trade a lot to get up there. Exactly. I don't think it's worth it. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see how that works out for you. I, I'm hoping that you at least, like, if you don't win, if you don't win that division, it's going to be a complete failure. Big time. Unless unless something crazy happens, and we'll talk about some of the other free agent options. Maybe, like, Rodgers goes to Tampa or some, something crazy happens. <laughs> but outside of that happening, like, I, I don't see why you shouldn't. Uh, another another guy who signed today, today, like right before the show, and I'm I just have to say I'm just happy for him. Mm-hmm. Is Geno Smith re-signed with the Seahawks? Uh, three years, one hundred five. So, what is that? It makes it's about thirty four, thirty five million a year. Just happy for him as a guy who's been bounced around the league. You know, the Seahawks had a choice to make. Uh, they could either draft a quarterback. I believe they have the Broncos pick this year, which is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you can look it up for me. It's like top four or five, which they could easily draft a quarterback there. But instead, you know, they 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 kind of struck gold with Geno this year. They have a a top pick now, and they could there's two really really highly touted defensive ends in the draft this year that should go between one and five, and they're going to be able to bolster their defensive line now with that with that first round pick. So hear me out, and I, again, I think this is the route that Pete Carroll goes. I still think they draft a quarterback. I think they do. Hear me out because they have the one and five. Did the Seahawks were the Seahawks a championship contender? No. Does Geno make you that much better? Yes, he does. He's going to get them elevated to the second best team in the NFC South next year, competing with the 49ers, right? Depending on what happens with the 49ers. Um, you know, quarterback situation, but we all know Arizona's out and we all know the Rams, they're done. Uh, so like Gino's going to compete for that, you know, division championship or division spot, right? I think if, if Pete Carroll looks at the quarterbacks from this and a CJ drops to five, 
I'm taking that 100% and sitting his ass for two years and just be like, hey, man, you're, you're, we learned that like people can still wait and turn into something. And we finally have a veteran quarterback that we can get our guy for the future and still try to compete. Not win a Super Bowl, but still compete. They're in they're in the best scenario when it comes to their quarterback situation. That's I, me at least. As I GM. mean, I think that's it. If that's what you personally would do, that's fine. Uh, but that's I think personally the the move the Seahawks made today signals that that's not the case. If they were gonna if they were gonna draft a quarterback, you would they would have just draft him and not sign Gino. It's you know it's resetting this this whole NFL right. The new NFL is like you draft a quarterback and they play the first year. You don't draft a quarterback, especially a top five, to to sit them for two years. Um, so to me, that just signals they're gonna either draft a defensive end. I mean, th- I think their best case scenario. What what uh, what pick do they have? Five, five, five and twenty. So possibly what could happen with them, and what probably will happen, is that they end up by trading back because I'm guessing one of those defensive ends will go, or two of them will go before five, and they'll be one of those desirable quarterbacks at five, and they could then trade back to maybe like a Carolina. Or someone who Somebody needs a quarterback. Somebody that might actually need a quarterback. Yeah, and just get a shit ton of picks. So they're in a good spot. Uh, they they have some really good young players. I think they drafted a quarterback last year who was the second best yeah. outside of Sauce Gardner. Mm-hmm. So they got a good little squad. I'm happy for him. Happy for Gino. Uh, wish him the best. So now we're at the point in the program where we can kind of just really quick, not really quick, we can just take a minute to see who's left in the free agency class uh, and kind of see who's, who's still looking for a quarterback and kind of figure out what's going on. Uh, obviously... Aaron Rodgers, he's not a free agent, but it seems like that situation is done. So annoying. Um, yeah. From all reports, the team's kind of sick of him. So it's not just he wants out. They're just like, we're just done with this dude. This is the second time they've had to deal with this. Yeah. Like they literally went through it 20 years ago with fucking Brett Favre. Uh, so Rodgers, Danny Dimes, which I think he ends up back in New York. They're just kind of trying to play hardball. His number is high, though. He wants like 40 million a year. Mm-hmm. Um, look. Oh, actually, we talked about Lamar as well. Lamar Jackson. We'll talk about him first. Lamar Jackson's technically unsigned, but he could get franchise tagged. He's got till tomorrow. Jimmy G. And then there's like a bunch of just garbage below. I actually think Jacoby Brissett's an interesting name. Um, but then you have Wentz, Darnold Mayfield, Carson Wentz. I mentioned him twice, I guess. And Gardner Minshew. You <laughs> uh, really like Wentz, bro. Yeah. I don't want him at all on my team. So just just real quick, we'll start with Lamar, right? Uh, franchise deadlines tomorrow. If you're listening on podcast, it's today. Uh, so we're talking about Tuesday, the 7th. They're going to end up by tagging him. I think they're just too far apart as far as what they think is his value at this point, both sides, right? Yeah, I mean, I think... Well, Bill... Well, not Bill. I always want to say Billick. It's not Bill Billick. Uh, Harbaugh came out and said Lamar's our guy. So the coach is on in on it. I think they do tag him. I think if he had come out and done the the whole, which one is the one at Michigan, John or we well, do this every time. I'll get Whichever you the answer in one Michigan. second. The the one in Michigan did the if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Well, I believe in this guy, but you never know about this guy. If he'd have come out and said something like that, then I'd be like, they might they might not tag him and just be like, we'll see. Um, but I think they they do tag him. You know, it's it gets Lamar his. We said it, what, 35 for the year? 35 and a half? Uh, 30, a lot of bread. 32.5. Yeah, 32 and a half. That's a lot of bread. It's not 40. It's not north of 40, which is what he wants. But it's a damn good paycheck. But you know what happens? He doesn't play a single down next year if they tag him. I uh, promise you that. Uh, 
he, I mean, he could have done that last his year. Value because he got hurt this year. So you think he's going to go out there and risk it again on a on a one year deal? No chance he plays it down next year if he gets tagged. I don't think he should, but I think that he will. Um, we said that this season, but we were opposite. I said that he should because he's a baller. You said that he shouldn't. And I was he right. Got hurt. You were right. I'm, I, I'll admit it. You were right. I'm saying this year he signs that tag. He is not the quarterback. Your Pro Bowler is the quarterback next year. <laughs> hey, he's a Pro Bowler. Uh, and so John Harbaugh is the coach of the Ravens. Jim is the Michigan guy. We gotta we gotta figure out a way to like remember yeah, I'm that. Never gonna get it right. Not a chance. One of the hard rubber lives. Um I mean the the. the the franchise tag number is surprisingly low considering we just saw Derek Carr get more per year because Derek Carr's contract is 35 a year. So tech next year, Derek Carr will make more money than Lamar Jackson, which we can all just agree like that's kind of blasphemous. That's what we talked about when we were going over the contracts for Lamar like two months, like Actually, mid-season. 35. We were talking about that. that he, was, he was making less than Jared Goff. He'll be making less than Geno Smith too, I believe. There you go. Uh, Probably like what a million, one point five million less than Geno Smith next year, so he he should probably try to play hardball. We'll see what happens. If you're the Ravens, like, do you think they're doing the like from a management point of view? Like, do you think this is the right play? No. Okay. I think you sign them. You sign them and you stop doing this. This time. like you have no other options. You built your team around that quarterback, and you can't. You don't have the capital to go get another one. So you're you're barking up the wrong tree, allowing him to make the decision of not playing, and you're screwed both ways, meaning you pay him and he doesn't play. That's do you, a lose-lose situation. Do you remember what the the contract was for Watson? Uh north of 40, what is that 45? It's the highest in like NFL right. history. I think it's I'll like for right five now. for two fifty, maybe. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Something something like that. I think what he said is he wants fifty five per year. What's the what's the numbers like the years and bases forty six for five years two hundred and thirty. So five two thirty. All right. So he wants that contract. And first of all, the Browns are just stupid for giving that to Deshaun Watson. That's a stupid mm-hmm. amount of money. I don't think any any quarterback should like I'm all for getting that bag, but like if you're trying to run an organization, no one should be getting that paycheck. If, if they countered and said, all right, like we're not going to do that dumb shit the Browns are doing because the Browns are the Browns, and they offered him five for 200 guaranteed, I think it's like a fair compromise. Like that would be 40 million a year guaranteed. That's a solid paycheck. It's not what he wanted. It's better than a lot of people out there. It's probably better than what Kyler's got guaranteed. It's probably better than all the other guys. Um, but it, it's tough, right? Because the Ravens kind of like they need him. They're, they got nothing without him. And he also has a unique skill set where he's the most athletic quarterback, not the most accurate. So teams might look at him as a, a runner saying that might not age well, kind of like the Russell Westbrook thing where they saw that the Supermax people like that might not age well. Mm-hmm. So it's like a game of chicken. I think I think both sides need each other. And it's just who's going to blink first. Um <laughs> I think they just got to end it, right? And the only way to end this is if Lamar says, all right, I'm not going to sign it because they will be perfectly happy giving him the franchise and just kind of kicking the can down the road. Yeah, it's a lot of bread for a quarterback that you're not playing, though. Like, that's it's handcuffing you in free agency because tag does go against your cap. So, like, they're not going to be able to do very much else 
for a quarterback that's not going to be playing. That's that's tough as an organ. That's tough as an owner to know that you're you're shipping out 32 million for somebody that's not playing. Yeah, I mean they're both being too. They're both being. I don't want to say too nice, but like both of them just have to play hardball, and someone has to just refuse. And then we get, let's end this thing. Are there the any business. quarterbacks? Um, I know. Right no, are there any? Do you want anything else on the Lamar thing? No, like I said, I I I, I, shared, I shared my piece. I don't think he plays if if they sign if they tag him. I don't think that they're going long term. He wants five; they want four. So I don't think that I don't think it's going to end well. Unfortunately, um, I'm just hoping that his contract or his two year tag. Uh, lines up with Derek Carr's contract so that we can get Lamar Jackson in 2025. You probably could have traded for him if you really wanted. <laughs> um, so yeah, speaking of trading, where does Rodgers end up? Uh, my gut says New York. My heart says uh, he stays in Green Bay because this whole shenanigans stuff is bullshit. It's the best team that he's got. Like it's it's the best opportunity. Um, but you know, I I think New York has has the tools we all we keep saying at least for the past 20 years the jets are a quarterback away and like this would be the best quarterback in the history of that organization um but i mean does it actually happen he's under contract he he has to show up and play yeah i mean that, that cat number that cap number he's taking up is crazy so they're gonna have to make some tough decisions but they have a lot of young guys that don't aren't getting paid now the only other team like looking at the teams that need a quarterback the only other team that makes sense so the teams that need a quarterback, we said, are the Bucks, uh, the Jets, the Colts, the Texans, the Raiders, Washington, Carolina Falcons, Bucks. I feel like oh, I wrote Bucks twice because I love the Bucks. I think you can rule out Carolina Falcons, Bucks, realistically. Like none of those teams are, are good enough. Texans, Colts, probably going to draft a quarterback. We wrote Dolphins just for we need a backup, so we need like a like lower tier backup quarterback for the Dolphins. That leaves you with the Jets, which you mentioned, the Raiders, and the Washington Commanders. Those are all interesting teams. I think those are the three contenders. I My gut says Jets because they, they were interested in Carr and didn't sign him today. So there might be something brewing there. But the Las, the Las Vegas Raiders thing is interesting to me. Because of Devontae? Because of Devontae Adams and because... They've always been willing to to like as of recently to to spend the money to get the guy, like they they invested tons of tons of money in the new stadium. They went out and was aggressive to get Devontae. They haven't been successful since they moved to that new stadium. I don't know something something is just telling me he could be a Raider. Just win, baby, win. I yeah. think we we talked off air about drafting quarterbacks in Vegas. And I said, no, they, they are not a drafting organization. You know, they happen to do it with Derek Carr, but like they didn't want to, mm. they want to buy that, that, that position. And it's definitely a sleeper. Like, you know, the, the Brady to bucks thing where like the, the, the smoke was showing San Francisco for months. And then all of a sudden we were like bucks. That's what, what? I'm thinking. It could be something like that. Commanders, so watch out for the it, Commanders too. That one's an interesting one. They just got the enemy as their OC. They actually have some decent skill guys there as well. They're they're sneaky, a sneaky like good offense. They were just the quarterback situation is a mess. I don't know. The the Commanders are are, are just intriguing as well as a destination for Rodgers. Either way, he's got to handle two quarterbacks in the, each of those divisions that he probably doesn't want to compared to New York, who has. No quarterbacks that he would have to go against. 
Mac Jones, Tua, and Josh and Allen. Josh, Josh Allen on the downside though. Josh <laughs> Allen without we wow, don't want to go down blasphemy. this road. Josh Allen without without Dabo Sweeney, not Dabo Sweeney. Sorry, what are you uh, smoking the, today? Dayball, my, I'm I'm exhausted. Brian Dayball. Um, now I'm all fucked up. But Josh Allen without Brian Dayball has been a, is a different quarterback. So like he essentially ascend even off of, after that type of year. I think he would ascend to being the best quarterback in that division where if he goes to the Raiders or he goes to the Commanders, he's the third best quarterback in that division. I'm sorry, but like, uh, yeah, no, second. Second, if he went to the to Commanders, he, he'd be above. What about the um, Ra- Who's the Raiders? He's better than Kyler Murray, potentially. If he, he went to the Raiders? Better than... Uh, he'd have to be above better. He'd have to be better than Mahomes and Herbert. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the wrong division. I'm thinking of uh, the West. My apologies. No, you're good. I was like, what? it's it's a long day, man. I have my hater hat on with Herbert. I can't stand him, but like, I'm gonna say he's better than no. You're right, Aaron Rodgers. I do have a question, and I think this is an interesting thing that people are overlooking. Like a lot of the media with Aaron Rodgers, kind of expect him like, oh, he won back to back MVPs just the year before, Um, but people really forgot how bad he was before those MVP seasons. There was yeah, two or three Jordan seasons Love. in a row where, yeah, before Jordan Love got there, there was a couple seasons in a row where he was very mediocre. Uh, and I'm wondering if those two MVP years were kind of an aberration. And what we saw last year was kind of what he really is. Yeah, it's it's exactly what you just said. The two MVPs were because of the... it's It was the Brady effect. We saw Brady... Who got drafted? Was it Garoppolo? I think it was Garoppolo. Uh, Garoppolo got drafted by the pay, by the Pats, and Brady had like two MVP style years and a Super Bowl, mm. and then the drop off happened, and that's when they they got rid. They they mutually parted ways because it was more towards the nor- the norm. Uh, Brady's obviously way better than Rogers, but essentially it's the same thing where he was just he was even keel. He was he was living off of his legacy, living off of his name. They draft this quarterback. He goes, "Oh wait a minute, let me uh let me step up my game." And then, like now, it's like, oh, I'm solidified. Like it's my position. He he regressed again back to what he was doing prior to the uh, the draft. You know, you want to make me more happy than anything, just because I love I love when like fan bases who are generally miserable have more misery. It's kind of fun to laugh at them. How funny would it be? And this might be what happens if he goes to the Jets. They they trade away like multiple first round picks, whatever. He's a bullet salary cap. He's just trash. I mean, the writing's on the wall for it to happen. So, like, that's not too far gone as a uh, as uh, an app. As all right, I, I want to get to the music stuff in like one minute, but like, just rat tat tat, kind of the remaining guys. Um, I think Danny Dimes back to New York Giants. Yes, I don't believe it, but maybe maybe they meet in the middle instead of forty. They give him like thirty seven, thirty eight. Uh, Carolina Falcons, Bucks, all trash. As a Bucks fan, I want to reset. So, give me uh, Gardner Minshew because. We might not win a lot of games. It'll be fun to watch. So mm-hmm. let's just do that. Better than Trask. Um, God, I'm trying to think like who else in this board. Jacoby Reset's probably the the best remaining guy. Uh, he probably yes. gets a starting gig somewhere. I could see him going to Washington. Yeah, yeah, or Carolina. Um, if they don't try to draft a quarterback, mm-hmm. and then just no, as, they, got, they got Corral. They're not gonna they're not gonna sign him. They got Matt Corral. And the last thing I like is Dolphins for a back. We want, we want to give the Dolphins a solid backup now that Teddy Two Gloves is gone. Um, Sam Darnold's the Dolphins as a backup quarterback. Ugh, yuck. Just get him out of the league. All right. Anything Please. else on uh, NFL quarterbacks before we head out to the to the last one? 
No, because Baker Mayfield sucks. Amen. I think I think it's a piano, like a a, a synth. keyboard. Yeah, or it's like someone like plucking something. I don't know. I'll have to ask the guy who made it. It's tough. Um, but yeah, so we're at the 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 part of the program where we do the music madness update. So again, if you're just jumping in now, we basically created a mock tournament, sixty four teams to represent kind of the NCAA March Madness tournament, all TV theme songs. We went through with the fan voting on Twitter. So uh, check out the Thank Twitter at Frizz and Grizz. Appreciate you guys all voting. Uh, so we the tournament basically is who the audience picked to move on. So let's let's show them the tournament, D. Let's start with a region. We can kind of go through region by region and talk about some of this stuff. I think the East region, we'll start there, right? Uh, yeah, first, I don't mind that. Let's go top left. First, I, just had, I did have a couple updates on the tournament, right? Just like general stuff. Uh... There were three ties in round one. Mm. Uh, and the way we decided to tie, the higher seed moved on. The, the ties were Family Matters versus SpongeBob. Um, unfortunately, I, I was hoping SpongeBob moved on. Family Matters moved on. The Wire versus Taxi. Taxi was sneaky. A 13 seed went down to The Wire versus The Wire. The Wire moves on. And then Good Times in Seinfeld, uh, another tie. The, the team, D, let me ask you this one if you know. Take a guess. What team had the most total votes? Uh, Once, can you give me a list of three and I can tell you which one it was out of those? Uh, it was a five seed. I can tell you that if that Ooh. makes it any better. Mm-mm. I don't know off of the top of my head. I just remember clicking through and seeing, holy crap, this 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 vote got like a ton of action on it. Yeah, um, it was actually the Sopranos theme. I've actually never this watched the Sopranos. But you this- woke up this morning, got yourself a gun. Mama always said you'd be the not a bad one. one. I, I have a feeling some of these teams got votes just because people liked the show. Yes, I know that people that that happened because I asked co-workers um, that that they were a part of it, but I asked them, you know, who would you choose between these? And a lot of people said, I would. I don't even know the other show, so by default, I would pick this person. So like, you didn't even hear the song. You just only know a name. So, like, I feel like that could happen, too. The Sopranos did very good. Um, there were actually four teams in the tournament who had a perfect first round where they swept Cops. the vote. Cops beat the crap out of their matchup. Yeah, man. Uh, Entourage. <laughs> I think Entourage was... Uh, was like a I last like yeah a last minute entry for, from Biddy's it was one one that he wanted but I think Cops is sneaky like might make a run because it's a jam it really is everyone knows when you hear this what you want to do everyone knows like when the chorus hits um, yeah cop, Cops is a sneak, sneaky good team in this tournament also undefeated all that um, mm, hey, all that was a great, great. I try to tell you, I think it's a cheating theme, but it's part of the it, it's part of the the tournament. Yeah, I think you know some of these these theme songs that did really well are actual songs, which helps. Yes. Um, so they're like really well, good quality it's, it's songs by like artists. It's not just like you know all in the family where like the two main characters sing their own song. It's like come on, man. Yeah. Uh, also, Power Rangers. 
did not take an L. They went, they got all the votes in their matchup, and Pokemon at 12 seed got all the votes as well. Mm-hmm. Which, can we just take a moment? Like, you know, I loved Pokemon when I grew up, right? But I listened to the theme back. This theme goes hard. Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. It goes real hard. I think Pokemon might be a, a favorite to make to the final four at 12 seed. You know how you know I it's a good theme? Jam. You know how you know it's a good theme? When you when the first couple words come out and then you just instinctively spit out the rest of the theme and you just mm-hmm. know it. It's like, oh Pokemon. man. You catch them all. I haven't heard the song in fucking years. And yes, you're right. If you if you can remember the lyrics off of something that you haven't heard in years, then yes, it's a good track. Uh, and then before we get into the regions, just the I, I'm curious if I don't know if this is your jam. Like I don't know if you've watched this show. But one, the biggest upset in the tournament so far, a 15 seed took down a two seed. And mm. let me just say, the two seed I had in my final four as, as a song that I thought would go to the finals and be a championship contender. We Is that lost. Duke versus Lehigh? Yeah. The first round, we lost Friends. The Friends theme mm. went down. Now... I'll ask you after I play the song if you've ever seen the show, but I think this might be one of those things where people like the show. It's at the bottom right. Oh, yeah. This took down Friends. This could be a product of the show that people knew compared to the song itself because this isn't even a song. Well, it's a theme, I guess. It does. It is kind of cool, though. Reminds me of a video game, like when you're in the pause menu. It's uh, it's Stranger Things if you're if you haven't caught on well, I, yet. Yeah, I knew that. I, I just I I wouldn't have put it better than Friends. Do you do you watch Stranger Things? Have you watched it? I have not. My wife has. So like I've walked in the room, I get the gist of what it is, but I, I haven't like sat down and watched like season by season. It's actually it's actually a good show. I've watched all. I don't know if we're at three or four now, um, but I got respect for the Stranger Things theme song because, or the, the Stranger Things uh, series because their last season was arguably the best so far. It was really good. And they said, we're only going to do one more and be done. Like, they're not mm-hmm. going to drag it on until it gets sick and tired. Like, one in, like we're going to end on a high note next season. The Walking done. Dead? Yeah, I was... <laughs> shout out to The Walking Dead for, for killing it. Um, so, yeah, let's just go to the top left and just kind of look at uh, the tournament. I'm curious, like... How you felt about some of these these advances? I, I I'll just start start us off here. I'm I'm kind of shocked, but not really, uh, that the 14 seed Full House beat the OC. Yeah, if there was a, I, I feel like most of these were right. Um, most of these had I you know, and I would say, um, participated in it. I would have picked majority of these, but yeah, f- the OC not winning that one. I, w- I, w- I was talking to the missus about, it. I was just like, I feel like it's just a better song, but this could also be a product of everybody knows the full house song. Um, Wait, compared to- okay. so you didn't vote. No, you're allowed to vote D. Oh, well, I will now. I mean, it's not just, I mean, we, we're, we're, we should have some say in it. 
one vote. I guess, yeah, but I want it to be organic. I like that, though. I mean, I'll, I'll participate in the future, but yeah, I, I wanted to see how it went. I, I think the Full House thing was like very nostalgic. People love Full House. Like it's it's a it's a classic show. The OC theme, though, when you hear the California, the din in it, you know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Uh, this 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 side you liked? No, I think, like I said, it went along the way that it was supposed to. Was I also was like re-listening to some of them. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood is actually a dope entrance. Really? Like, he does it himself, too. So I think there's added value to it that he's the one singing it. I'm trying to uh, get it right now. So it's like, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, right? Is that the one? Yeah, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's very pleasant. It's day in- it is. And he's like walking through like his house like... You know, switching from dress clothes to casual. It's like, oh, look at this man taking off his nice ass shoes and putting on sneakers. It's a very, very long intro. Well, this is usually when the trains driving around. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. The neighborly day Bruh, for a beauty. This is gonna get its ass kicked mine? by cops in the next round. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's just like I said, it was it was a good it's one of those like, yeah, man, this brings me back to when I was three or four years old. Like I I like the theme. Uh just so before we move on, so who do you got? I got in the in the final for that. I think it's gonna be the Sopranos probably oh the Jeffersons is pretty good too though. Mm-hmm. Co- cops is making it to the final of that of that bracket. Like I hate that the Jeffersons and the and Family Matters are going up against each other, but I'm <laughs> I'm still taking the, this might be one of the only times that I take the one seed. I'm still taking the Jeffersons coming out. All right, and then uh, if you want to score down to the the mm-hmm. South, I think is that what that is. Yeah, that one was pretty much chalk, except for all that. It yeah, was chalk, it, except it, for all that. that was, or the, the, the teams that were supposed to win did win. Um, this one kind of make me nervous. Um, South Park? South Park I thought South Golden Park Girls. deserved to win that one. I, I love the Golden Girls theme. I think oh. it's a dope track. But I'm just surprised that people didn't choose South Park over Golden Girls. I don't know the Golden Girls, Golden Girls themes. I'll have, to, I'll have to, to play it really quick to get mm-hmm. uh, custom with it. But I actually I voted for South Park myself. I'm a big South Park fan. <laughs> Um, not a big fan of the Golden Girls. Here we go. Thank you, Thank you for being You know what? You know what? Oh, yeah. You know what? Travel, Travel down, down the road, road back, back again. again. Your heart oh, is true. You're a you're pal a and a confidant. Don't tell me this song don't fucking slap, bro. Come on, wait. Bro, be bro, this, at their this is this like, is legit good. This is legit good. <laughs> I take it back. I I want to take my back my vote back for South Park. I think Golden Girls might make a run. It's better. It's better than it's all a, these. It is a uh, what's it like? It's those tracks that like when the bar is getting ready to close, you play and everybody knows. Like closing time. Yeah. Like everybody knows that. If you played this, all drunken idiots would be like, thank you for being friend. Like everybody fucking knows it. Yeah, I think I think Brady Bunch is out this next round. Law and Order Strong. Yes. Yep. All, all that is going to probably make it to the Elite Eight. That's my that's my take right there. That's Although Law and Order versus all that was gonna be an interesting matchup if that happens. Mm-hmm. Golden yep. Girls is I think Biddy's nailed it on the head to Game of Thrones. People love that show. They might just advance it just because they love Game of Thrones. But Which is annoying because, I, the, I mean, I, I don't want to talk about that. But yeah, I, I would say finals out of this round, to me, is all that versus Golden Girls. 
and I got all that'd that be great. Dancing. That'd be a great matchup. Mm-hmm. I like I like this fall of making a run. All right, let's let's bang out the last two. This one, the north the north region, we have the most upsets. Uh, I think yes. we have a 14, 11, 13, and a ten advancing mm-hmm. in the first round. Can I just say this? That this is some bullshit. <laughs> that fairly odd parents advanced. You're telling I tried me you to voted tell you. for that, didn't I you? I tried to tell you. I even quoted it, and I got I got a bunch of retweets off of it. Timmy Turner, Timmy T is that dude. And when he goes in and says mongoose, <laughs> obtuse, lava cake, chocolate shake, large fry, like he goes in Birthday and spits cake. like Eminem. Yes. So like that, that just that right there is the song, and like he goes in. So don't tell me that he didn't deserve to get Honestly, that I think that Fairly Odd Parents is the weakest team remaining <laughs> in the tournament. Honestly, I, I'm kind of Hawaii Five O is kind of a banger. I can't remember if I is that the You'll know it when it hits. Oh uh, yep. <laughs> You're right. It's a good track. That's a, that's dope. And then but Timmy Turner spits. So <laughs> Timmy Turner miss took me him with out. this. Uh, yeah. So this is a fun one. I I let me get your 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 takes on this 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 region. Uh, I got. I mean, just because it's usually the best out of all of these, I got Fresh Prince taking it home. Yeah. Uh, coming out because I don't understand how Gilligan's Island. There once was a man in the green sea. Like what? Like I get it. Like I remember hearing that song. Like I, on Nick at night, like so much when I was a kid. But I, oh, what's it called? I'm surprised the Beverly Hillbillies wasn't on here. Tell you the truth, because that's another song that everybody knew. Um, but yeah, I got I got the uh, not upset, but just the winning sweep of Fresh Prince taking this one. Yeah, I think Fresh Prince should uh, win this one. But hear me out, right? The Malcolm in the middle. Could give him that's a tough a good one. Could give him a tough, a tough play in the next round. If you remember Malcolm in the Middle, that's a great show, by the way. Yeah, I like this. I like the track. Yeah, um, I, I'd like to. I would like to see X Files. Isn't that that one? I actually want to go back and watch Malcolm in the Middle now because I, I remember that there's, show being awesome. There's also so much conspiracy of the Walking Dead. I mean, sorry, I'm, all, I'm still I'm still rewatching Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, Breaking Bad and um, the like, I would say connection of Breaking Bad and that show. Um, really? The There's like yeah. like spoiler. If you like actually go down like the uh, the conspiracy theorist area, you know, put your tin hat on. Um, just look at some like wormholes that you can find on the internet as to the the connection between the mm. two. All right. Uh, yeah. So fresh, fresh prince. I think the, the the matchup in the end of this one. I'm gonna have to say fresh prince in the X Files. I think or Curb's pretty good too. Yeah, Curb's okay. I, I did like that one. Uh, Sunday Monday mornings. I mean Sunday Monday happy, happy days. days. I love that one. That'd be a, but a I think, run. I think it gets beat by X Files. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of eight seeds, like low seeds, moving on. All right. La- the last one I find is the most interesting because there's. I see one, two, three, four, five legitimate championship teams in there. Really? Yeah. I think I think Power Rangers is going to beat Sanford and Sons next next round. Yes, I can agree with that. Um, I also think Pokemon comes out on top on this one. Yeah, that's that's probably the most intriguing matchup next round. Pokemon versus the Simpsons because both have such iconic themes. And the one thing to consider. 
and they hear me out on this one, is that by default, our ruling system is that if it's a tie, True. the higher seed advance. So even if, like, let's say we think Pokemon and the Simpsons are very similar tiered theme songs. If they get a tie, Simpsons defaults and moves on. Yep. Um, low key though, one that I looked up today that I was like, oh man, that's a good ass theme. And I think it might, it, I would, I would feel happy if it moved on and won this, this uh, bracket. Tell me if you know what this is. Cheers. You don't have to, it's, you don't have to play the rest. Sometimes you want to go wherever. I know this song is I know so way good. too many of these songs. I know way too many of these songs. It's, it's actually really good. Yeah. So what, something that I, I actually enjoyed by revisiting these tracks is the the intro to the show. Go ahead. No, when, when the chorus hits, give me give me a pause. Go ahead. But just the intro to it. So like, you know, Carl Winslow walking down the stairs, and then like you see like how shows were entranced. Uh, it was it was good watching those again. Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. legit banger dude so like i'm i I think it's a good track um preferential wise i like good times better but it's still a good it's still a good track so like that that's a good matchup um i still think just based off of every like i get goosebumps when i listen to the pokemon and like song oh it's so good i just think of like ash turning his fucking hat and i'm just like oh let's let's go like let's go Yeah, I think Pokemon actually advances probably out of this bracket, which is crazy. A 12 seed. We might have two 12 seeds in the actual final. Pokemon and all that. Could you imagine? That was the, uh, remember we were talking? I was talking about Dunk City, like when Florida oh, Gulf Coast man. made it to the uh, the final four. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I think might spoil this is, like I said, people might be voting for shows that they like versus like who was the best theme yeah. song. And this one, I'm looking at it, I'm like... It had a strong showing in the first round. It's one of it's like a theme song. It's a show that people generally love. Oh yeah, The Office. Yep. It's not like it's not a great theme song, but when I hear this, when I hear this play, I just get so happy thinking of The Office. So like, it could be like that sort of effect. Well, this is a good matchup because it's going against Stranger Things, which is another song that doesn't have words. By the way, so, could you have two more diametrically opposed theme, like entrance music? <laughs> Between The Office and Stranger Things? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's a good matchup because it's two theme songs, but it's not songs with words. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. I think that's an easy upset. Dukes of Hazard. People may not even know what that is. And um, Strange Request. I know it takes you some time to no, put all this shit together. I got this. Right um, but if you do put up these tweets for it, uh, um, put the um, put the YouTube links for it in in each. Okay. I think that, I think that'd be dope for people that ha- don't know what they are. Just in case, like they have the ability to click on the the other uh, track. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that for sure. Um, all right. That was fun. Like I, I don't know if anyone else is enjoying the tournament, but I'm enjoying the. I hell fucking out of love it. it. So I don't. I know where the. Uh, sorry, this is the people's podcast. You were right. Like we still want to make sure, but I love this. So I'm gonna have fun with this. I don't. I care about y'all, but I don't care about y'all. We want y'all to vote, but if you don't watch us, at least listen to us the next day because I think this is some incredible content that we have. Yeah. All right. Well, D, I want you guys out of here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play us out the different song today. So. Uh, I just want to start by saying we appreciate you guys all watching. Make sure to go vote for the tournament. Make sure your voice is heard at Frizz and Grizz on Twitter. Um, 
yeah, thank you for being here. And D, I will let you tell them to follow and all that stuff. And I got you some music to get out. Just let it let it fade in. Hit us up on the social medias, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, baby. You got our website. Um, thank you again for show for showing up today. We appreciate anybody was in the chat. We appreciate y'all on the podcast tomorrow. Take care of y'all bread. Take care of y'all chicken. Take care of y'all mentals, y'all physicals. Y'all please be safe and be lovely out there. Deuces. Know where, cause everything we do, we're entertaining you.